I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. in the car by the skin of our titty tin chin oh my gosh what all the jokes raj has been telling about me since i walked in the stadium they're too inappropriate to tell on the radio but here we are from the stadium yet very accurate <laughs> that's exactly what I, something about john belushi and i don't even know what else but uh, here we are live from washington grizzly stadium welcome in everybody it's nuanas now you know like like one of my favorite coaches always says Everybody got problems. Nobody cares about yours. Uh, There's a wreck on Reserve Street. I got to tell you this as my uh, non-sports radio guy, just as my uh, normal radio guy. uh, Avoid Reserve Street right now. It's always bad this time of day, but right now there's a wreck. So it was piled all the way up. I left my previous destination to come here 55 minutes ago. I get here about 50 minutes ago. I'm running laps around the stadium. (laughs) We got our good buddy Will who let us in. Here we are. Nobody cares about any of that, though, because guess what? We got a spring football game yes, sir. rolling tonight. So me, Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, rolling with you live here from Washington Grizzly Stadium, leading up to Montana's annual spring game here from Washington Grizz. It starts at 6 o'clock. We are uh, on air from right now until 6 o'clock. So we'll get you all set up for the spring football game. Guess what, though? Today got completely derailed. Only because we were going to load all the way up on Strictly Grizz Spring Game today. And then yesterday, bombshell. John Newley out at Idaho. Today, bombshell. Danny Sprinkle out at Montana State. Two different uh, diverging ways that these guys were out, though. So we're going to get to all of that. We're talking about a little movement in the Class AA ranks as well. We got three openings in girls basketball. Mm. All three of them in the Magic City in Billings. Those are some spicy jobs with what... uh, What's coming back, especially for Billings West and Billings Skyview, so we'll talk about that as well. We'll give you a preview of what we're going to see here today uh, in Montana's spring game. This is the first time I've ever gone blind into a spring game. I've always covered spring ball at least a little bit. I haven't watched a single second of Grizz spring ball here today, uh, this season, uh, this spring so far. So uh, I'm coming in totally blind. It's time for the Freestyle Fellowship on a Friday, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go. That's how we will be rolling. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, we also are going to give you some of our players to watch. We're going to play a little NFL blindside. Yeah. And we also... We're going to continue a conversation we've had all week. I've had this conversation with a variety of our contributors here at Nuanas now. But the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament came to a head on Sunday. And this has sparked a conversation about a variety of things. The rise of women's basketball, women and how they act in, in the sporting arena, and race in America. So this is a very fascinating conversation. So Rajim and I are going to hash this out as well. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this because we've had a lot of uh, very, very uh, in-depth and very, very poignant conversations about this already this week. But uh, more conver- more voices into the conversation uh, is always a good thing. So time to get to today here uh, on your Friday. I'm sweating like I stole something, but guess what? We are here live at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Are we the only p- people here? I think it's I think it's me, Rajim, and Will. I think it's, I think we're the only ones uh, down here. So uh, we appreciate you for tuning in. And uh, if you didn't get the memo, the Grizz play the Grizz tonight at six p.m. Usually, the spring game is a um, 
sort of a traveling road show. They've gone on the road, played in Kalispell and Butte and uh, Hamilton the last couple of years, but here they are back in Missoula. What do you think of it? It hasn't been here in a while. What do you think of it being back in Missoula? I think it's great. I think it's a, a great opportunity, especially on the, such a beautiful day on Good Friday for people to come out and watch uh, a, a team that is, is hopefully trending upwards. A lot of questions to be, uh, a lot of questions have been asked and there's a lot of questions to be answered. And today's a, a good uh, platform genesis for that going forward. Should be a fun uh, evening here today. It's a beautiful day. It's been not that great of weather, but uh, maybe spring is finally here. So we'll have plenty of spring ball coverage. But we got to start first and foremost with the news of the day. So I was on my way out the door. I went in really early this morning because I had a bunch of meetings here this afternoon. I went in really early to get all the work done. While well, I went out the door about ten o'clock, I get in the truck. I'm already driving, and then I get the alert on my phone. Danny Sprinkle on his way to Utah State. So this has been speculated upon. We had then sort of had some sources that said maybe this wasn't going to happen. That was sort of the way that this uh, narrative went down the last two days. And then today, announced, officially official, first broken by Jeff Goodman of Stadium Sports, and then confirmed by a variety of outlets, and then confirmed by Danny Sprinkle himself. Uh, He went on the Daily Sports talk show there uh, in Salt Lake City with uh, an old friend of mine. Scott Gerard, and uh, we'll play a a few snippets of that interview for you here in just a little while. But I thought all the way until I went to bed last night that Danny Sprinkle was coming back at Montana State, and I thought that the fact that they landed a a McDonald's All-American from Washington, the first McDonald's All-American to ever commit uh, to Montana State, I I thought that that was indicative that Danny Sprinkle – was going to stay. I, I thought when they landed uh, the big man that that all signs pointed toward uh, Danny Sprinkle coming back at MSU. Testing. Not so much uh, as Danny Sprinkle now is going to Utah State. And so we're going to hash this out a little bit because Sprinkle had a decision to make. Two-time defending Big Sky Conference champions – That's an impressive accomplishment. That's, in fact, the first time that's ever happened at Montana State. Mm -hmm. It's hard to go back-to-back period in a one-bid league when when you only get one NCAA tournament bid each year. This is also very reminiscent of the scenario that was here at Montana about five years ago. Travis DeCure was working on his back-to-back championships. Then he was a hot name for several different jobs. He got in the mix. He rolled the dice. It ended up not working out, and now Mm -hmm. here he is still at Montana. Correct. Well, there was all this talking around the state of Montana that Danny Sprinkle was going to come back to Montana State and that the notion of why he was going to come back was because he thought that they could truly run it back and that they could truly uh, be a team that could maybe even win an NCAA tournament game. They returned Raekwon Battle, who was an outstanding player for him this last year, first team all-conference caliber guy. Great Osobar, who was the top reserve in the Big Sky Conference. Darius Brown, who was the defensive player of the year in the Big Sky Conference and also one of the best point guards in the league. And then just two days ago, they added Jackson Grant, who was the former Washington Gatorade Player of the Year and a McDonald's All-American. Well, my sources say that this really, truly came down on the wire. Utah State was pushing hard for Danny Sprinkle. Danny Sprinkle, as of last night, was not going to take the job. But then they offered him a more long-term and guaranteed contract. And he goes from a $180,000 base to a $910,000 base. And it's a five-year guaranteed contract. I mean... I'm not a Libra, but my scales are balanced on that. I, you know, I'm not a person who's ever going to say take the money and run but or, or chase that dollar sign. But that type of money in that short of a time span, that's just, regardless of you as a coach, that's security for you. That's security for your family. If you do it right, that's security for your great-grandkids. 100%. Um, it's just, it's an opportunity. And, and sometimes situations like that, that opportunity doesn't knock twice. So, you know, call it what you want, label him uh, what he's already being labeled as, and it's, um, you know, it's it's an opportunity for him to not only financially pr- prosper, but it's a great career advancement as well. You're going from uh, you're going from this ranks to, to to coaching at Utah State. The Aggies wearing that blue and white, and it's, it's a great opportunity for him. Well, I think that's the thing. Nuana's down at ESPN Radio. Rod James Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuana, as we are uh, fighting for our right to party down here. BC at, Boys at style. Washington Grizzly Stadium. They're playing music, so that means the spring game's coming. Uh, Danny Sprinkle, the news of the day, out to Utah State. That's the thing, though. 
Rajim, is that the money part is always going to be the lead, right? That's what the journalism professors always taught us. You follow the money. That's got to be in your lead of your story, in your lead of your radio segment, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But Montana State, if Danny Sprinkle comes back, the only way that he improves his stock is for the best-case scenario to play out. That would be for them to go back to the NCAA tournament for a third year, be competitive again, and maybe even win an NCAA tournament game. Mm-hmm. But that is such a small percentage chance of happening compared to all the other things that happen. You bring all these guys back, okay, that is that is what it is. What happens if they get the disease of more? What happens when guys get hurt? What happens when guys get dissatisfied? What happens when your transfers don't work out? What happens when you lose on a last-second buzzer beater like Easter Washington did? I mean, Easter Washington ran through the league this year. They were one and done in the tournament because NAU had a half-court buzzer beater to beat them in the NCAA tournament. So the... the uh, the, the what-ifs, if you will. The what-ifs do nothing but hurt your stock unless the best-case scenario plays out. That's one part of it. The other part of it is, for as good of a job as Danny Sprinkle did at Montana State and as much as he elevated their program, Montana State's been in the NCAA tournament four times ever. They've never gone to the NCAA tournament back-to-back seasons. Mm-hmm. Utah State's been in the NCAA tournament more than 30 times. Mm-hmm. Utah State's been in the NCAA tournament 13 times in the last 25 years. They're, uh, every one or two years, they're in the NCAA tournament. But the other reason you, ta- you have to take the Utah State job is the Mountain West, it's not a Power 5 league, but it's a Power 10 league. If you, did you watch the National Championship game on Monday? San Diego State's from the Mountain West. Utah State lost by four points to that team in the Mountain West Championship game a couple weeks ago. The Mountain West gets three teams in the NCAA tournament almost every year, and it's a good year they get four teams in. So you don't have to win your conference tournament to get in. If you have a good year and you win a conference tournament game, you're probably going to the tournament. That If Danny Sprinkle's ultimate goal is to be as high of a level as he possibly can be, he's got to take this Utah State job because that's the next springboard. It is the next springboard or the next platform. And with everything that's being said and with what he has in his cabinet already, it's and I don't want to guarantees anything uh, uh, for this for him or his squad, but it's almost a lot that they get back there. Uh, there's a lot to be said about what kind of juice he will bring to this team. He has Montana ties already with uh, with with Raleigh Worcester still on that team. So there's well, a Raleigh Raleigh transfer. transfer that's State. right. But, what but, but but he was there for he sure. Was, so there's a there's a there's sprinkling in a touch of some overlay and intersection that are there that he can pick up from. Uh, what what is this what does this mean for a Utah State team going forward? We don't know. There's it, but what they have shown is their ability to hang with the best of the best and go forward. And I like I like Sprinkles' energy. I like the way he is on the sideline, and sure. I think that infusion of his type of energy and moxie kind of puts Utah State into a different echelon going forward. We have a few clips. Uh, our good buddy Scott Gerard, uh, who actually used to host. Around the Big Sky, he used to. Uh, I used to contribute on it. He used to host it for the Big Sky Conference. Scott actually called me today, and it was good to hear from him. But he also has a daily radio show on KSL there in Salt Lake City, a daily sports talk show, very much like this one you're listening to here. Nuan is now on uh, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, let's hear uh, just a, a bit because Danny Sprinkle did join Scott Gerard. Scott also happens to be the play-by-play man for Utah State. So here's just a a bit from Danny Sprinkle's inaugural interview as the head coach of the Utah State Aggies. It happened fast. It really did. It, uh, you know, they did some interviews down in Houston at the Final Four, and and that went well, and and then came up to campus for, you know, probably about 10 hours, you know, total, uh, late this week. And, and, uh, you know, it it was just kind of the perfect fit. And, uh, you know, obviously it was going to take the perfect fit for me to leave my alma mater and, and what we built here. And, you know, just the tradition and, you know, I could just, you know, you can feel the excitement and the energy that people have for Aggie basketball. And you guys know better than anybody. I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the hardest places to play in the country. And, uh, you know, when you have that home court advantage and the support of the administration and, and you know, and, and Jerry Bovey's, you know, his vision for the program. And, you know, I know he's, you know, he's 100% committed to, you know, making us as successful as we can be and, and to compete at the top of the Mountain West. Dave Sprinkle, live on Scott Gerard's Daily Sports Talk Show there in Salt Lake City. Scott is also the head play-by-play man for the Utah State Aggies. That is... 
the uh, news of the day. Montana State's outstanding head men's basketball coach, Danny Sprinkle, moving on. To me, Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here uh, on ESPN Radio. To me, this is uh, twofold. I mean, first of all, it's been, <laughs> to say it's been a minute since the Montana State coach moved on and moved up. Ha! <laughs> Ott Romney, 1928, after he led the Golden Bobcats to their one and only national championship. Uh, he moves on and moves up. Every other Montana State coach ever has either retired or resigned or gotten fired. I was going to say, or gotten fired. That's right. That so, is an incredible movement within the lack of movement over that's right. almost a century's uh, worth of time. That's right. That's incredible, right? Yes. So this is a situation that Montana State has never been in. They've never been in a scenario, usually, not usually, always, they have been trying to replace a coach who didn't fulfill expectations. Now they're trying to replace a coach who is one of, if not the greatest coaches in their program's history. That's a totally different deal. On one hand, I actually think that rebuilding jobs are more appealing for incoming coaches because you got a lot more rope. You got three, four years to instill. People are going to give you a little bit of leeway. Like, hey, I inherited this program where the guy got fired before me, and it was a disaster. And I've seen multiple coaches at Montana State do that. They come in and they say, hey, this is bad. This is really bad. We got, we got a long ways to go, right? But uh, on the other hand, this is a very appealing job. Who knows what the roster future is? There are several guys on this Montana State roster that have the ability to certainly play in the Mountain West. Raekwon Battle is absolutely a Mountain West type guy. I'm not saying he's going with Sprinkle. Baby stays at Montana State. But there's a lot of movement that could happen. But right now, today... Montana State's a very good job to take over. They're the two-time defending Big Sky Conference champions. It's also going to be an incredible and very unique task for them to replace Danny Sprinkle because he did it better than anybody's done it there. It's his alma mater. He was a star player there. He's the favorite son. Hometown boy. He's from Helena. So, like, I don't know. I don't know where Montana State goes with this deal because you want to sort of carry the momentum and the foundation that Sprinkle's laid, but I don't know if anybody can do it like Sprinkle did it. Well, they're gonna, you know, they might have to go reverse. They may have to go to a different conference, like a Mountain West, or or or, or something bigger than the Big Sky to try to attract the, uh, them, try to attract someone to the program. Bozeman is an attractive place to live. The school speaks for itself, and the program in the last two years also speaks for itself. I kind of liken the situation to a president, right? When one president goes out, the next president comes in. Yep. I can't do anything because I've inherited this mess. But in this situation, you're coming into it inheriting a very clean house sitting over there in the middle part of the state. So it'll be really interesting to see who they get in. Do they get someone from a lower rank, like a JC or a D2 or a D3 right. kind of situation? Or do they try to match and equate uh, to, to, to replace what they have just uh, what just walked out the door? Last well, couple of things on this, and then we'll move on to some football, because we have a football game to watch tonight. That's going to yes, be very, uh, very fun to uh, partake in. I want to get your thoughts on this. Bozeman as a community has an, um, an Im- immense amount of momentum right now. It's a hot spot for people from out of state moving there. They're, yes. they're from a very certain tax bracket and from a very certain level of affluence. One that I'm not in, my friend. <laughs> that makes two of us. Yes, I think, sir. I think that makes tens of thousands of us that are listening <laughs> to this radio show right now. But we digress. Um, it, is, it is a hot spot right now that, that's growing immensely. And the, the growth of campus at Montana Monta State has also been... Um, very noticeable, mm-hmm. very impressive. Mm-hmm. Juana Cruzado, who's one of the great leaders that this state has seen, she is uh, a tremendous, um, I mean, icon at this point in the history of the state of Montana, but also just such a great figurehead and such an awesome leader. Mm-hmm. Montana State also has uh, a very great niche because of their status as a STEM school, mm-hmm. which is a very uh, hot major, uh, you know, science technology, engineering, and math, that is, that's that's the, the lay of the land right now for kids that are going to go to college, you know? And, and that's a totally different conversation that maybe you and I could have sometime, because I do think that the emphasis on STEM is killing the humanities, and that's going to hurt us as a society, but that's a, that's a complete digression. What I'm getting to, what I'm asking you is this. I think that the momentum on campus at Montana State and the momentum of Bozeman, Montana as a community helps the entire entity, but I do think that the one sport 
that isn't as affected positively by all of it is men's basketball. Because men's basketball, no matter where you are in the country, you are going to have to recruit from the city. You're, mm-hmm. and, uh, and oftentimes you're going to have to recruit from the inner, inner city, city. Mm-hmm. right? You can totally find all sorts of athletes from all sorts of different areas that think fly fishing and skiing are cool. There's just, uh, what I guess what I'm getting at is the specialization it takes and where the majority of Division One men's basketball players come from, they're not buying what Bozeman and Montana State selling nearly as much as maybe everything else in the community. Mm-hmm. That's where Danny Sprinkle was so brilliant. He found advantages where advantages didn't exist. He gets this Native American kid in Raekwon Battle to transfer from Washington, gives him a safety net, makes him feel at home. He's got a pipeline from England. They had four guys on their team, including three starters, that are from Great Britain because uh, Chris Haslam, the head assistant there, used to be the head coach of the U.K. national team. So I just want to know, what should the strategy be to maintain it, because I just don't. I think that Danny Sprinkle did it in such a great way, but I don't know if you can replicate what he did. And, and how much does it hold Montana State back, just specifically in men's basketball, because maybe the things that Bozeman and Montana State has to offer aren't what Division One basketball players are trying to buy. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to take the same topic and zoom out of basketball for a second. Anytime you create an inclusive environment for someone, they're going to thrive. I say that right now. A sands race. Whenever you that's right. Create that, that, an that, inclusive that's, that's a great point. It's a great point. You will thrive. So and, if, and, and Danny Sprinkle, you take the specifics out. That's what he did. And that's if, and if you follow that recipe, that construct, that foundation, you will continue to have success. You 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 take a kid, and I, I don't. I'm just I'm throwing a dart, right? Uh, you take a kid out of the Southwest. This kid is sure. you know as country as the chicken coop. Sure. Like, <laughs> you, and you want to bring him to Montana, where there's some overlap and intersection. But you know what? You best be building that chicken coop for this kid. You best be making some corn bread and some barbecue for this kid to make him feel at home that he's leaving. You don't not necessarily assimilate a person, yeah, yeah, but you want them yeah. to acclimate to a climate yeah. that's within yeah. a larger yeah. scope. So create the microcosm within the larger uh, world known as MSU or UM or EWU. Um, I love that. And again, as kids, they need that. They want that. There's even though they're young men and women, essentially they're still children to to, to an extent, and by some stand, uh, some perspective, society standards as well. So create the environment; they will thrive and succeed. And uh, Coach Sprinkle did a great job of nature and nurturing that. The Big Sky Conference right now is red hot when it comes to bombshells. Rajiv Seabrook joining me. Coulter Nuana is here uh, on ESPN Radio. University of Montana's softball team is playing right now. It's a lead-up to the Grizz football spring game. They're uh, taking it on the chin right now, down 5 nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning to Sacramento State in a, in a Big Sky Conference contest down there at the UM Softball Complex. But the the bombshells haven't stopped coming these last couple weeks. It's good for us. gives us stuff to talk about for sure. But from Darian White, uh, from Montana State Women's Basketball entering the transfer portal to Josh Bannon from the Grizz basketball team going pro to earlier this week, Leah Beattie from the Montana State Women's Basketball team, the top reserve in the league. She is into the transfer portal. And then the bombshell last night, which I thought no way could it possibly be outdone, and then it did get outdone by Danny Sprinkle, was John Newley getting dismissed as the head coach at Idaho. Now, you can read between the lines here, and it's pretty easy to read between the lines here. University of Idaho put out a, a statement saying that the parting of ways was mutual. Well, I, I can tell you from, first of all, being able to read between the lines, but second of all, just looking at the contract, John Newley, it was not a mutual parting of ways at Idaho. John Newley put out a, a letter on Twitter before... Idaho's press release came out, and in the letter it said, quote, It has always been understood that coaches serve at the pleasure of their administration, and I've known that since the beginning. That's the first implication that this was not a mutual mm. parting of ways. <laughs> Can you read between those lines, ladies <laughs> That's right. and gentlemen? But secondly, you look at his contract, and John Newley's in a contract. He has two years left on his contract. So this mutual parting of ways still means a buyout, which means this was a dismissal. And if you then looked at the feedback and the outpouring on Twitter from his former players, his coaching staff, his assistants, this was not mutual. This was a firing. We can go all the way down the rabbit hole of, of the sort of validity of this or uh, 
the the um, if this is a smart move or not. I can tell you right now, my personal opinion, this is a very not smart move for Idaho. Idaho uh, was never good at women's basketball ever in the history of their school until they hired John Newley. And then they won 20 games eight times over the last 15 years and went to the NCAA tournament three times. So uh, a lot of drama there coming out of Moscow. But we'll see. I think this is not the last we've heard of John Newley. He has been a part of my Big Sky Conference life since I first started uh, really paying attention to the league when I was a teenager. When I first started covering the league, he was at Idaho State. Then he jumped to Idaho. So my 17 years of covering the Big Sky Conference, John Newley's been a part of it the whole time. So if, if he is not done, that will be very good for me and for us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports because he has always been incredibly good to us. But I don't think this is the last that we've heard from John Newley. We're going to come back to some of these openings in Montana high school basketball and some of the other coaching news of the day. And, of course, we're going to talk about football. We are here on the University of Montana campus at Washington Grizzly Stadium. We're sitting in the visiting coaches booth here. Uh, Rajim Seabrook riding with me, Coulter Nuanez. Yo. And we're here because the Grizz play their spring game in about 90 minutes. We talked all things basketball and all things coaching tumult. But instead, we're going to talk some football and we're going to talk the biggest talking point of the league. What does Rajim think of Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, and the bigger meaning behind last Sunday's NCAA Division I Women's National Championship game? A ton to get to here on your Friday. We'll keep on rolling right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. We all kind of wish we were a little bit taller. We all wish a little bit something. A little taller, <laughs> a little bit cuter. Hey. I wish to be a lot smarter, hey. a little bit richer. Hey. hey. It's one of my famous lines. What I look like has never had an effect on my self-confidence. Because guess what? You can't help it. You might as well just embrace it. I hear you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. <laughs> New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's only 4.32, and I finally stopped sweating. We had a, a little bit of a runaround today, but uh, here we are live at Washington Grizzly Stadium in preparation for the Grizz Spring Game. Appreciate Town Pump for helping uh, sponsor our Grizz and Bobcat spring game coverage. We'll be on the road to Bozeman in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live from Bozeman on April 21st, and then we'll be covering the Sunny Holland Spring Classic on April 22nd. We couldn't do it without our great friends at Town Pump. Go get signed up for those Town Pump rewards. You're going to get gas. you got to get gas. If you're a human living in America, almost certainly, especially in Montana, you need gas. Get the Town Pump Rewards cards. There's there's Town Pumps everywhere. You're going to get $0.05 cents off all your gallons of gas. Well, guess what? That's going to add up to a lot of money by the time uh, the year is over. So just just do it. Just get signed up for it. It's like the easiest thing in the world. There's no gimmicks. There's no uh, anything besides just getting discounts on your gas. That sounds pretty good for everybody. You can always uh, check out what Town Pump's got going on across the board at townpump.com, Town Pump. Proud sponsors of the Brawl of the Wild series and proud sponsors of Grizz football as we lead up here to the uh, Grizz football game here at Washington Grizzly Stadium. It tips, uh, tips. It, it begins at 6 p.m. I'm in basketball. Kickoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, kickoff, kickoff at 6 p.m. I'm in basketball mode here. A couple other news briefs from around the state of Montana before we break down some of this stuff uh, that's going to go on tonight uh, here at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Three, count them, three openings in the Western AA in girls' basketball. We had Charlie Johnson on the show earlier this week, and Charlie officially announced his retirement from Billings West as the girls' basketball coach. He led the uh, Golden Bears to three state championship games, and including winning the most recent state championship game uh, there in Butte over Kalispell Flathead this last year. He's stepping down to become the AD at Billings West. Connor Siliker 
now formerly the Billings senior head coach for girls basketball. He's also making that same transition. He will be the AD at Billings senior. And then Brent Montague, who led Billings Skyview to their first ever state championship two seasons ago, he also stepped down. We're not sure what his next move is. Now, Rajim, uh, three openings in one city is a big deal in itself, but I also think this is a very interesting deal because those Billings West and Billings Skyview potentially two are uh, two of the hottest jobs in the state. West is the defending state champs. They had three All-State players this year. Only Layla Bauman uh, graduates. Sydney Pierce, Courtney Grossman are both back. Billings Skyview, they were the state champions two years ago. They got the best player I've seen in the state since Jocelyn Tinkle. Brianna Williams is going to go wherever she wants. She wants. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she, no she's, she's got offers from Gonzaga and Stanford and Washington and Maryland and Oregon State and Utah. I mean, she is getting recruited by everybody. So, I mean, just intriguing that they I mean, you're going to throw your name in the hat? You want to go be a double A? <laughs> your well, face you know, is I've, hilarious. I've, I've coached football and basketball <laughs> on the double A level, and totally. I look at all. I just have no desire to live in this. <laughs> hey, for sure. That said, though, um, it'll be interesting to see who, who fights their way into those jobs because there's a couple jobs that are very, very uh, intriguing and enticing because those are very talented teams coming back. Well, not only that, but uh, you know, we'll start with Billings West. Not only is that a, a talented team and a talented program, but that's a that's a great school to work for in and of itself. When you look at how they, uh, across the board, academically and athletically, what Billings West has produced over the past couple of years, uh, um, in my observations, that's a place you want to be. For sure. Uh, and then Skyview, you know, equally strong program, good community, rooted school. Like, how do you say no to any of that? So it would be really interesting to see if uh, coaches within the AA ranks go over to a different part of the state or if someone, you know, that's already on staff kind of steps up. Or, it's, you know, these are also sometimes when you get people out of retirement will come out and try to take uh, For sure. jobs like this. So Billings definitely has a lot of voids to fill. It would be interesting to see who fills them. And then that gives us stuff to talk about here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one other coaching move, Mick Durham, a uh, well-regarded and beloved coach around the state of Montana. He was at Montana State as an assistant for almost a decade and the head coach for, te- uh, for 16 years, excuse me. And he's been at Montana State Billings for the last half a dozen years. He announced his retirement last week. Luke Fennelly, a guy I got to know during my time in Bozeman, a former Montana State assistant who's been there uh, at MSUB under Coach Durham. He'll take over as the head coach there uh, for MSU Billings. So congratulations to Luke uh, for his ascension through the coaching ranks in his first college head coaching job. We're going to take a step out and uh, talk about one of the, I don't know about controversial is the right way to spin it, but one of the hot topics of the week. But first, I just wanted to get your general thoughts. We're sitting here looking at the Grizz logo at Washington Grizzly Stadium. What are just your, your general thoughts on uh, what you hope to see tonight or, or just the fact that we get to watch Grizz football in general? Let's begin with the latter. I'm just glad to be sitting here with you discussing football in a football stadium on the on the toes of a football game or, in this case, a scrimmage. Uh, I'll take football any day that ends in Y, so that's every day, any day, all day, uh, and I'm excited. Uh, it does feel weird to have it be spring and we're sitting here, but hey, I'm just I'm I'm looking to get some of my questions answered tonight. We'll break down Grizz spring football pretty much all hour number two, but I want to get to the hot button topic of the week. Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, showboating, sportsmanship, talking smack, women in sports, race in America. It's fully all the way charged. We'll get Regime's thoughts right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreis from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? 
Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. These guys are always showing me so much new music. What are we listening to, Professor Raj? Hip-hop aficionado Rajim Seabrook? That is the independent artist from the Fort Greene section of Brooklyn known as Coda the Friend. Oh, yeah, you like Coda. See, this is this is like one of the, uh, the the few new ones that you put on our radar. I love when you do this to us. Well, I love artists who think yeah, right, and write right, right, thoughtful right, lyrics. Right, right. And it's always not about the party hook and I got this building and I own this car even though you're leasing it from the dude down the block. Like, he's talking about being a father and yeah, traveling right, right, and right, right. paying high bills on his groceries stuff we all can have more relatability to. 100%. is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television via Skype and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for joining us here on your Friday. We're sitting here at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. So we're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio, but not at the ESPN MT studio because instead we're looking at the Grizzly head. We're sitting here in the visiting coaches box and, uh, about an hour and 15 minutes away from the Grizz spring game uh, here at Washington Grizz. Thanks for um, thanks to the University of Montana for putting us up. Thanks to the Grizzly Scholarship yeah. Association for uh, letting us in here. Greg Sundberg and the, and the fine folks down here at Montana for uh, helping us out. Greg Sundberg, you owe me a shirt, buddy. <laughs> you just sparked my, where's my old school Grizz shirt? I know you're listening. <laughs> where's my hookup? If you hadn't heard that the Grizz have a spring game tonight, you can uh, totally come down and hang out. It's uh, 10 bucks to get in the door and uh, should be a good night. Beautiful weather down here. Um, I want to ask you, we're going to talk all things spring football. You have thoughts on Grizz Pro Day, Bobcat Pro Day. We got storylines with this Grizz spring game. Uh, we got some NFL talk coming up in hour number two, but I want to keep talking about basketball for just a minute. I have spent uh, truly a couple hours already this week giving my thoughts on this NCAA Division I Women's National Championship game. For those that hadn't followed along, it was one of the great Final Fours in the history of women's basketball. Amazing. It didn't involve UConn or Stanford or Tennessee. That's part of why it was so intriguing. Or South Carolina. There's been a power shift. South Carolina made the Final Four, but not the championship yep. game. But uh, there's been a power shift for sure, and I think that's great for the game. Mm-hmm. The fact that the, the three well, – I mean, Tennessee was it. They were the only program. That, the, the program everybody was chasing for 70s, 80s, and 90s. Then UConn took over. They've been the program for the last 25 years. Uh, but then, you know, even you know, Baylor and Notre Dame, Sanford, they've been in there. But now we have some new faces, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, and then namely the two teams that played for the national championship game, LSU and Iowa. They had an all-time classic game in the Final Four when Iowa defeated South Carolina. That game came with some rich conversations afterwards because Caitlin Clark, who became the darling of women's basketball over the last month, she is a brash entertaining, charismatic performer who absolutely lights it up. She's like the Steph Curry of women's basketball. The South Carolina team is like the Detroit Pistons of the 1980s of women's basketball. They are hard. They are rugged. rugged. They are uh, tough, aggressive. They take no prisoners, and they don't care what you think of them. So after that game, Don Staley Took a little bit of offense, though, to the way that her team was being pinned. She said, you can't just call us barroom brawlers. You can't just call us back alley, whatever you're calling us, because there's a tinge and there's a slant to that. Well, then Iowa had to play another SEC comrade, which turned out to be the LSU Tigers. LSU destroyed Iowa in the national championship game, 
And then at the end of the game, Angel Reese let her personality shine. And she was uh, waving her hand in front of her face. She was pointing to her ring finger. Uh, She's doing all sorts of different antics. And this became a multi-layered and a multicultural conversation. And I think it, it hits on a lot of things. The rise of women's basketball, women in sports, amateurism or lack thereof. But more than anything, race in America, which has been a hot-button topic more often than I can ever remember over these last couple of years. And I think that that's both a good and a bad thing here uh, in our current state of society. I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, I, I do think that I won't go down that road. I'll, 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 give, I'll save that for a minute. Your thoughts just generally on, on what you consumed and uh, the way that this has exploded into the conversation around sports in America right now. Uh, you know, again, leave it up to pop culture society to bring uh, really pressing topics to the forefront, right? For sure. Sports continues. Sports, music, entertainment continue. Good, bad, or indifferent to be the platform to talk about societal issues and woes. How do I feel about this? How do I think about that? Two very different uh, questions. My feelers aren't the way I think, and I don't always think the way I feel. See, that's why you have true intelligence, my friend. It's a choice, my friend. Yeah, that's right. And, it's, an, that's and it, right. it's a choice to engage in that dichotomous living. I think that it is a catalyst for good conversations to have. Like, people are so averted to speaking about race because they're either fearful that they're going to make a mistake or offend. You know what? The mistakes and the offensive has already been made. We can just only think... (laughs) Right. Right? The only thing we can do now is go go together and make it be polarizing to lead to change and not always be polarizing for the state of agitation. Zooming out of that and putting it back onto these two young women and within the guise of amateur collegiate sports... um, I think the media should be ashamed of itself on Mm -hmm. on a lot of different ways. Uh, In the moment, some people can view it as brash and, 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 you know, intimidating or whatever it is you want to label it or moniker it. But you can't do that and not go back 48 hours and celebrate a girl for doing the same thing and saying it brings swagger back to basketball. It's bringing energy and pizzazz back to basketball. For those that missed the memo, Caitlin Clark is white and Angel Reese is black. Yeah, and when... It, it just shows the polarity of America and how what's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander. I feel sorry for these young two, uh, for these two young women because they have been taken out of context. They've been mm. taken out of frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 amount of visceral reactions versus an elicited response is in full swing. Sure. Um, and and it just shows again where we are and where we are not. Um, I love Reese's uh, demonstration. You just won a national championship. Right. I would love to see any one's reaction to anything when you just won a national championship you just won a gold medal you're going to disneyland here's a million dollars like truth be told we would all have some visceral emotional reaction in the moment as many people did in reaction to that this is the point i've been waiting to make till we were at the stadium in washington grizzly stadium in in november i think it's november 18th this year but somewhere in sometime in late november montana will host Montana State. If the Grizz win that game, the entire team will run to the north end zone and they will pick up the Great Divide trophy and they will walk it all the way around the stadium. Mm -hmm. Every single man on that team Mm -hmm. will be dancing and pounding their chest and soaking in the glory. Mm -hmm. If the Cats win, same thing. They'll just be doing it to a a calamity of booze. But either way, there's going to be be a, 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 a pronounced, elongated, incredibly intense and incredibly passionate celebration absolutely and so how much of this is just people not being used to women doing this uh i think that's a huge thing because if you and i do the same thing at the end of the games look at these two studs going at each other right look at these two proud peacock and chest thumping men right who are you know doing what they do and sans race it's a, it's a, it is a sex backslash gender thing because for sure when, when Russell Westbrook or 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 or, or uh, the, you know whoever LeBron 100%. Larry Bird for sure. Isaiah, Michael Jordan for sure has that swagger that sneer for sure it's promoted for sure so let me ask you this yes sir I think women's basketball has had the hardest time of any sport in having the acceptance at large of the American people and particularly beyond women's college basketball. The WNBA is going into its 26th year. It's not very much more popular than it was 
1996. Women's college basketball is the most popular it's ever been. That's an objective truth. 12.9 million people watched that game on Sunday. That is twice the biggest college basketball audience we have ever seen for women's college basketball. Mm-hmm. So the game is thriving. It's evolving. WNBA has seen none of that growth. Mm-hmm. I think a vast, I, and there was a great article in, uh, in Sports Illustrated last summer by Kate Fagan about the reasons why. There's still the silly perception of the dudes that are sitting on the couch, like me and you and, and you know Tom over there, we could go run the WNBA champs. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. You're not even I, close. I coach girls basketball. <laughs> dude, I got girls that can beat the pants off of dudes. You kidding <laughs> me? Don't include me. There's no we in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But they're, they're, you know, they're, the average Joe thinks that. They're, they're, there's also the other parts, though, and, and I think this is why this has lit such a flame. Caitlin Clark became a darling over a lot of other and – and make no mistake – these are, these are mutually exclusive statements I'm about to make. I think Karen Clark's one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time. I think she's one of the most fun to watch. She's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. She is absolutely ridiculous. Love her game. She is game-changing good, transcendently good. Yes, sir. She also is white. That also makes her much more marketable for the NCAA, for her school, all of that. So I, I guess my question for you is, how much of this st- – uh, is women's basketball the – because what you just said is exactly right. If LeBron James and Luka Doncic are going at it, we're not thinking about a black guy, a black guy, and a white guy going at it. We're it's thinking about two of the greatest. Dudes. We're thinking about two of the greatest basketball players on the earth battling it out. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, even though it's the two best women's college basketball players <clears throat> on the earth right now, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, one's black, one's white. Is is there? Uh, I, I don't know what the, the way to say this is. I guess there's there's, a, uh, there's still a racial rift in, in women's college basketball. There, no, there's a racial rift in America. Sure. This is just a microcosmic slice of what's happening in this sector. This is Uh, just an area where there's less accepted, less progress has been made. Less progress has been made. More more uh, polarization has uh, ensued since this. Uh, It's just a glaring reflection of a larger problem that is very solvable. Sure. Very solvable. Uh, But it's going to take a lot of time, patience, and tolerance, and I hate to say ouch moments. Like, we got to have hurt feelings in order to uh, recover from those to have better uh, feelings down the road. So, uh, you know, again, from this perspective, and I know it's been a week, an exhaustive subject and topic for the week. You know what? People just love each other. Like, be cool with each other. People have different backgrounds, express differently. Don't polarize it. If you don't understand it, ask the question instead of making the accusation. Isn't this a great moment, though, because... Nothing happened besides just actions, right? Right. There's a, there's a conversation that's being promoted that's making everybody look at themselves mm-hmm. without some sort of like crazy tragic event or any sort of like crazy uprising or boycott or anything like that. It was just young ladies on a huge stage and then people are talking about it. I think that actually is a sign of great progress because we are talking about this. To some extent. I, I mean, think- I just love that Angel Reese called out all the reporters at the end of the game. She said, hey. They asked her, "What? Why are you tapping on your ring finger?" She's like, "Yo, you think I'm too hood and I'm too hard and I'm from the streets or whatever? I don't care. This is how I am. This yeah. is who I am. I yeah. thought that was amazing. Yeah, because that's her frame of reference. Right. That's her reality versus their perception. And uh, it's it was I I loved her her brash and and I would almost say braggadocious state. Like you are who you are. I'm not here to check your boxes. Right. Like and I love that. Like we're not here to check anyone's boxes. But on that stage and on that platform. Uh, the girl was well within her rights to to express and emote the way she did. And because people aren't aware of that or aware of who Bayou Barbie is, in quotations I say that name, like, that's on you. That's a you problem. That's not a her problem. It's a fascinating subject. Absolutely. With, with so many different layers. My, take, my, my takes are this. One, we're talking about it stemming from something that didn't hurt anybody. And I think that's progress. I also think, though, if we've determined that women's that, that college sports in general are mm-hmm. big business, mm-hmm. this is great for business. We're, we're sitting here on Friday, six days after this game turned out. We've talked about this every single day. This is good for women's college basketball. Oh, I've talked about this in circles up and down, the, up right? and down the aisle, like every day. Like I have, I have grandmas at eighty years old being like, "Mr. Seabrook, what do no, you think yeah, about?" It? I'm totally. like, "What's up, Grandma? Let's sit down and talk about it." I also think that the other part about this is. I think this is phenomenal that these two young ladies are college athletes. Because mm-hmm. although although college athletes are getting paid now and they're huge promotional units for their school, they still have a little bit of insulation. Mm. Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are each going to play for their respective teams next year. Mm-hmm. There's no owner 
that can blackball them. There's no endorsement that they can lose. Mm-mm. Like, you compare this to a Colin Kaepernick situation. He got blackballed out of the NFL, and he lost all of his endorsements because it was a private entity of business owners that made a conscious decision to force him to the outside looking in. These young ladies aren't going to have that happen to them. So then they can continue to promote the conversation moving forward. The other thing I think that is phenomenal about this is how they've each taken it. You can say that Angel Reese is a little bit brash and braggadocious in her way of being. She already told you she doesn't care what you think. But either way, she was incredibly complimentary of Caitlin Clark in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Caitlin Clark has done multiple interviews where she says, I think Angel Reese is the best player in the country, and they were a worthy champion. They've both been classy in their talking about each other too so I, I just think classier than most of the adults who are twice their age that are, that are giving attention to this like yep. that's when uh, my grandmother's voice comes into my head out of the mouths <laughs> right. out of the mouths of babes <laughs> that's right, right. Like, that's right. Uh, a child shall lead the way and in this case these two young ladies are showing two very different ways both high road uh, uh, um, approaches on how to deal with this like she's the best player I want to tip my hat to her hey I'm the winner on this day and I'm cool with it next uh, all the other conversations could be uh, about the subject, sans these two young women. Yep. Like let's yep. get to, let's get to the meat of uh, the meat of the matter, America, and 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 try to have a, some peaceful, loving, kindful resolutions, but some authentic engagement that uh, has confronta- uh, communication without the confrontation. Rajiv Seabrook spitting hot fire here on Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Let's go. We've been teasing football. Now we're going to actually talk football. A whole jam packed hour of it. Leading up to then a couple more hours of football here at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Live leading up to the Grizz spring game. Don't change that dial. A hot hour number five. Packed full of gridiron action coming at you. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.